Hello, we do not own the right to any of the music played on this episode of Two Ways That Can Be Bees. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Well, you sound fabulous to me. Well, you sound very clear and fabulous to me as well. Okay. This might be the new ticket. Well, let's just see. We were going we're gonna to go on and try and do it this way. Okay. So do you want me to call you back or do you want us to just go on and dive on in? <laughs> <laughs> we can just dive on in. Okay. Why not? Oh, let's, 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 let's do it. Yeah, let's, what the hell? Oh, yeah. We'll just do it. I'm with you. All right. All right. So, um, hello out there. Hello. Everyone in podcast land. Yes. And uh, I'm Anita. And I'm Angelique. And, and we, we are, are two A's that, that can be B's. B's. Yes. That's what we can be. Yes, we can. And yeah, <laughs> we've had to push that button a couple times. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's been a minute, but we're we're back on track. We're back on track. Yes, we're trying to get ourselves back in line here. You know, it's been sluggish the first of the year, been a little sluggish. Yes, yes. It doesn't help with all the rain and the weather we've been having where we live. So oh my gosh, we might as well build an ark. How about that? <laughs> That's what we feeling like. So that's why it's been hard to get this thing pumping it up and going, but we we get ready to keep it moving. We we have a plan in place, so we do have some exciting um, podcasts coming you guys' way. So just please stay tuned and keep sharing, and um, you're going to be in for a few surprises. We're going to start giving you some really great content. Not that we haven't in the past, but we have some really good content coming up. Yes, absolutely. So we'll get started with the usual. Yes. All right. We are going to start with our Busy Bees segment. And we've got a couple of things on the docket. Um, We know yesterday we celebrated Women's International Day. Yes. And so that's always a great day to, well, I celebrate women every day. Yes. Yes, we do. (laughs) Yeah, I support the sisterhood every day. Every day, Anybody every day is the struggle of woman right. is real. Is real. You get the fist. You get the fist. The power fist. You get that for for certain. Yes, you know. But um, I know they had a couple of videos out there and, and tweets and people praising tributes. tributes. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. some really good so, tributes to some people. So. You know, it's just been some great women, you know, that's, 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 you know, definitely honored this earth and been on this earth and done some great things. And, you know, a lot of people, of course, look at their parent, at their mother, 
You know, mine yes. is no longer with me, but you know, she is definitely the first woman in my life that I saw um, that I honored because she was, if I could be half a woman that she was, you know, I know that I've, I've, I've done something. So yes, yes. Well, she will be very proud of you. Yes. I, yes. I hope so. I hope yes. Down. Say, yes. Yeah, and the- that, that's my Nita. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Along with your beautiful women daughters yes 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 yes. Yes. and my daughters and we did get together with them Mm -hmm. this weekend which was very nice and yes I was like look at them they are no longer the little girls that you used to babysit these are some grown women they were so sweet they were like what three and yeah they were seven Taylor was four because she was going into kindergarten so she had just turned she was four getting grade term five Yes. And Jasmine was in third grade going into fourth yep. grade. So yep. now they are 20 and 21. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So look they... how time flies. Ooh, it waits for no one. It sure no does. one. It's, it's, well, it mean, just trips like me it out. Yesterday we were yep. <laughs> walking around on the track trying to lose some weight. <laughs> right. Kids with us. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. You just wait. We're gonna be saying this about Jaden saying oh my I God, know 18. Oh my god. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I said now he's only six. I'm like, I oh know. my gosh. I know. The time so going. The time is it, it really flies. So you have to really cherish each of these moments because you look around and they're already at first middle school, then high school, then yeah. on to college. Yes, yes. So, so, so yeah. So moving right well, along. Yeah. Which one? Well, which well, one you want to get into? You want to get into the the um? Well, let's the, let's say the tw- lecture one next because the next one we may be talking about some crazy this because yes. it, this is really crazy. But with the election, yes, yes. At this point, it seems as though we're down to two people. We're down yep. to Biden. Well, for the Democratic side, side it right? Seems like everyone has pretty much, you know, fell off or or opted out. Yes, and we now are down to Biden and Bernie, and if that's going to be the ticket to win, I don't know, but I know that you know this is really looking like it's going to be. Um, a really different type of election this year. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I just saw the latest ad for Bernie and it's, it's, I'm sorry, it's reminding me of Bloomberg. Um, now everybody yeah. want to throw up the, uh, uh, I helped Obama yeah. in his, in his presidency. And I'm like, oh, so now we claiming Obama now? So now we, we, exactly. we know who he is? Like, <laughs> Now we know his name, you know. Now we're giving him a title. So you think because that worked for Bloomberg, he throwing around a couple of you know Obama commercials. Now you doing it, Bernie? Exactly. So I'm, I'm like, okay, that's not being really authentic to me. No. Um, whereas Biden, it seems like he's going in uh, having closed meetings with black folks, yeah, <laughs> and getting yeah. the vote. Like he's like not saying anything. But yes. But what they're saying is, is that Biden seems to have more of the African American vote, and that Bernie is having more of the liberal. I don't know if it's moderate or what vote, but he doesn't seem to have the African American vote. Yep. But see, what's going to happen is these people that won't vote 
you know, the African-Americans and the, probably the Hispanic vote, we're going to, you know, some way Trump is going to, yep. you know, those are going to be split votes mm-hmm. and votes that aren't going to be counting. Mm-hmm. And that's how he'll be taking it because that's the weak, that's the weak area in voting. Right, exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's also strange that Elizabeth Warren, has she picked the side yet? Because, you know, all the other candidates uh-huh, they sure do. backed Biden and no right. one's backed Bernie yet so is she trying yeah. to see what her position is or is she like waiting to see what happens I with Bernie know. which is a, I don't know you know she she called Bernie a liar on on the campaign trail so I don't know well, how I you know come back did. from that because you, yeah. you put yeah. it out there so it's getting ready to be different I just think that you know but your friend, we are just gonna just really, uh, I, I, I hate to say it, but it's really gonna be, you know, and if we, and we don't know what the Russian thing behind all this was, or if they gonna do the electronic thing again, I don't know, but it just seems as though the backing that is needed on the Democratic side, I don't think it's there. I, I don't think so either. I think it's, you know, it's gonna be, you know, Eventually, if Bernie doesn't make it, he's gonna he's gonna have to come out of the race. And yeah. you, everybody, I thought we were all one together. Let's back whoever it is. That's what I thought we were doing. Yeah. So, um, but I just it's gonna be hard to see that being done because then you know, then when it becomes down to the Democrats and the Republicans, you know, the current president, seated president, is going to come acting a fool so now it's go. he's going to come out with all kind of stuff on whichever one it is and it is getting ready to do be some mud sp- slinging we have the worst we've probably ever seen that's yeah, true because you know he already tried to blame the coronavirus on obama you know he started oh it. i know oh i know but I know but, <laughs> but now it's gotten so far out of control you can't possibly blame obama for all of this how about that all this chaos oh. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah so and speaking of the corona Mm -hmm. that is our next uh topic yes this is what makes me nervous Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to put this out here but both of those gentlemen that we are speaking of are older and what do they say that that corona attacks the older population. population yes it is and you know they are out here amongst the people yep so it's like wait a minute now that makes me a little bit nervous yes yes so that's going to put it, see, and the, you know what? And that's another thing that could affect the voting polls. If this doesn't get cleared up, yes. people yes. are not going to want to go vote in a mass, you know, standing in line for two, three hours waiting. And a lot of people and, don't go and do the absentee right. like they should. Right, right. So, you know, then you got a whole nother issue there. So That's a whole element. And, you know, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories, uh-huh. but... You know, this is awfully convenient for this to have fallen into the second largest economy in the world, China. Yes. And to be around an election year. Yes. You know, I don't want to fall into the conspiracy theory thing, but it just seems very coincidental. Right. And the effect that it's taking on the economy and what have you and just one thing after another. So I don't know. I just... Really, you know, I know they're saying that there is no um, immunization or whatever for it for another 12 to 18 months, Mm -hmm. even though our seated president is saying 90 days. No, sir, you have to test this stuff to see if it is actually effective. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't just put this stuff out there. 
So it, it's getting ready to be very interesting. I'm just, you know, trying to just pray that everything works out for everyone and everyone, please continue to wash your hands, continue to, you know, use your gloves and, and that sort of thing or whatever precautions that the CDC or who would have you is telling us to use. Yes. Let's continue to just keep doing that. But it, it's definitely you know, a scary thing right now. I mean, I know people, it's not, a, people make things a panic and they, and the one guy got on and said it's the media that's making it yeah. a panic and quit making Dr. it Drew. such a panic. Dr. Drew, Dr. Oh, okay. Drew said, yeah, yeah. we've had more people die of the flu than we have of this yeah. virus. And we've had more people die on the streets of uh, Los Angeles from being homeless than we have from the coronavirus. So it, is yeah. the media also helping the, the the mass hysteria surrounding mm-hmm. it? Like maybe it's just, you know, a thousand people out of billions of people. Then it right. really isn't right. that serious because it's only yeah. a thousand out of a billion. So, it, you know, yeah. it really, you know, it seems like if people just did the common things that they should have been doing all along, like mm-hmm. washing their hands. Your hands. You yeah. using the antibacterial uh the hand sanitizer. And, yes. You know, yes. cleaning your house with bleach wipes or bleaching it. Well, you know, my mama used to always say bleach it down. Bleach it down. <laughs> bleach it down. Pneumonia and bleach. If somebody yep, and bleach. Yep. And if somebody was sick, everything that they touched got washed and was down. bleached. Yep. So if we just use the same things that we were doing as we were growing up, it seems like that would curtail some of the spread right. of this. But, you know, right. you don't know. You know how you clean. Like, you know how I know how right. I clean. But for other people, it's Everyone like... Everyone doesn't clean that way. Correct. Mm-mm. And, you know, people yeah. go to work even is sick. Oh, yeah. Who oh, should yeah. be home. People, yeah, that shouldn't anyway. That's how people get the flu. We exactly. Because people come to work and go to different places and they shouldn't be doing it when they're sick with the flu. That's all, you know, because I know I just had about with all of that, like before the holidays, uh, my husband had gotten the flu and I had gotten strep throat and I had the flu shot. So I'm like, you know what? That's someone who was out and about that shouldn't have been or, you know, exposure to where, you know, and then, you know, it's, uh, it's just hard to control, but, you know, just try to be, do the basics yes just back to being cleanliness yes cleanliness yes yes and if you're in a position where you can telework then you know i'm sure they're advising you know they're watching it and seeing they're advising people to telework if they can and then i think pence just came out and said that you know people who work hourly are concerned that Mm -hmm. you know about getting paid if they're not at work and they're sick or could catch something so Right. Supposedly, we have the you know, the backing of the president and the vice president that people should not feel like they can't call in to work. So yeah, I know. It's just it's it's just you know just common sense and just make sure we just try to keep make sure people are doing it safe. Just you know, don't shake hands. You know, don't kiss, you know, don't hug, don't, you know, just mm-hmm. just stay cleanly and just stay away from each other at this point until this thing gets under control. Right, so. right. Yep. Well, so, so, yeah. yeah. So, that's what we got on the... That's the busy, the busy bees. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a lot. It kind of wasn't, not really a quiet one, but it wasn't really a lot of 
noteworthy, you know, items we thought in the news, the biggest thing taking over the news were the things about the election and the coronavirus. Correct, correct, correct. And of course, we're going to slide on into our segment, yep. which we think that this was something that Angelique had brought up because there has been a book written about this mm-hmm. um, and what they're calling it is shifting. Yes. Code shifting. And code shifting. Mm-hmm. And the book is, and, and and if you're wondering kind of what that is, it's kind of what we're seeing as Black women um, we are required to do in society. Yes. Um, and it's kind of the way I kind of was reading it up on it and, and doing what we both were doing research on it, um, that it's kind of the way you have to act in certain environments. Correct. And they- when we and how we kind of shift into we are such a group of pe- women or, or our our um, demographic is such to where we are having to please different um, audiences yes. at different times. So we seem to be that um, population, the Black woman, to where we act a certain way on the job, we act a certain way at home, we act a certain way with our girlfriends, we act a certain way with our spouses, mm-hmm. we act a certain way with our children. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to continue to kind of shift into these different roles and personalities to kind of as a chameleon and be a different person in these different settings. Yes. And that's what the concept of shifting code shifting is really has come to is that yes. that's kind of what they're addressing and the study that was done um, from these ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And someone said an example of it is sort of like when you have someone who is speaking English then begins to speak Spanish. And then as they're having the conversation, they're going in and out of speaking English and Spanish. That was a basic example of it. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of yeah. shifting linguistically, linguistically, yes, I'm saying that right, I think, um, between the two languages. And so that's very similar to what you just explained is that that shifting mm-hmm. is you're, you know, at work, you are speaking a certain way because like you said you're either your audience or your internal audience at work you're having to communicate with in most mm-hmm. cases is white <laughs> mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you automatically turn it on and start speaking perhaps enunciating very clearly so that person can understand you however if you're talking to your coworker, you may switch or shift and you're talking like, hey, you use more slang or, mm-hmm. you know, you may throw a curse word in there. I mean, depending on who your coworkers you are, relaxed. you get more yes. relaxed. And so my reasoning for looking into this was like, well, if you're having to shift like this 
over the course of your career, what does that really do to your psyche over time? Because how do you keep yourself grounded as to who you really are where you're having to do all this shifting consistently over time? So and what and, and another definition I just wanted to bring out is shifting is a name given to a behavioral change and emotional ups and downs black women undergo in the face of bias. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that goes into what you just said. How does that affect us? Mm-hmm. I could tell you, I think it makes you kind of slightly crazy. And maybe that's the wrong word to use because I know people are sensitive about the word crazy. Um, So maybe there's another word I can use for that, but it it definitely is an unbalance of behavior. It it makes you unbalanced. Um, And you, one of the ways that I've coped with it is I try to find a group of people or people with in my workspace who I can who understands the shift and who I can communicate to without having to shift I know a lot of people say you can come in there and be yourself (laughs) most times you can yeah and and most times you can't because of course you because being, we're so labeled, right? The black woman is labeled in such a way that we are looked upon as so devalued. Yes. Anyway, with the stereotypes that we see on TV, on social media, we're loud, we're hard, we're rambunctious, we have no feelings, yes. we have an attitude. Yes. Most of those characteristics that are put on black women are negative. Correct. It's not positive. Correct. So when we go in, we already feel so devalued. Correct. In the workplace. Correct. Or wherever we are having to do this shifting. Yes. We already come in feeling devalued. Like this one woman, she kind of told a story about how she started in middle school because she was smart and she was in the classes Uh with the higher um, mostly white, mm-hmm. but she was in these classes and the only black in her class. And I can relate to that because I was also in um, college prep classes in school back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I was most times the only black in my class. Yep. So you already sit there because you are all, we're always told we're not as smart. We're not as sharp. Mm-hmm. We don't have the same opportunities. And I was bused to an all white school Mm. pretty much. Mm. So you already go in the door feeling less than. Right. So you go in and you have to speak properly. You have to answer the questions. And when you don't get them right, that gives pressure that, oh, see the black girl in here. She don't even know what she's doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and that carried on, I know with me, throughout my 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 lifetime mm-hmm. I've always had to feel like I had to prove myself yes because when you come in the door it's you're looked upon as though you aren't the person that no you're not the go-to you don't have a shouldn't have a seat at the table right. 
you always question that. right so that's what she was saying and then when she even went into the workforce and had a position and had these credentials when she was introduced as oh this is such and such and such she is the director of blah 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 then the colleague most caucasian most times mm-hmm. then, then said oh yes oh look at your hair mm. it's like they have to devalue right. your status by oh and touching your hair without yep. your permission yep. and just doing something to take away the status yep. Yep. So those are items that really tear away at us. I mean, as a as a as a as society, as a culture, period. But as a black woman, especially. Right. Yep. And then it's, it's like you're you're walking a a, a line because a, a tightrope. Tight because if you are expressive and you especially if you're at, you know what you're talking about if you're knowledgeable or you're right. the, the 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 product expert the or yeah. or that person yeah. yeah if you know more than someone else in the room and you go back and forth and you 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 debate it and you say no this is what it is this is what it is this is what i this is what i know this is what i know then you become yourself. combative angry yeah. Attitude. No one can work with you because your mm-hmm. attitude and then you get all these different labels when all you were doing was expressing yourself about something you know. And it's funny because if you flip that same scenario around with another person of a different culture, then they're passionate. Or, yeah. or even they're they're smart. They're, they're, right. they're smart. They're smart. They they know Indian yep. person, they smart. smart. They know they of course they're right because they know the answer because of their of this culture. So it's automatic right. without really investigating or research and we all you automatically mm-hmm. were discounted from jump that we we don't know what we're talking about. We we don't know. And then don't be able to articulate yourself. Oh, you speak so, you know, they're shocked at how you speak. We have to go in speaking a certain way, articulating a certain way. We couldn't go in talking like we do at the beauty shop or how we do to our girls. Yes. And that we can't be ourselves. mm -mm. You are taking on a different costume. You're putting on a costume. And most of these are real. Yes. And it was funny because someone just said that to me the other day. You sound totally different on the telephone than you do in person. I was like, I'm at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, I, I'm, it's a professional thing to speak clear. Yeah. I mean, I'm at work. Yeah, so what does that have to do? You sound, and I know what they were talking about. I know what they were talking about. It wasn't just like you, mm-hmm. you, you know, because I sound the same way uh, as I'm talking right now that I do on the <laughs> on the telephone and then yeah and then you say well it could be any woman it's women in general no because the Gallup poll there were 61 percent um people were asked if they were dissatisfied with how um blacks you know 61 percent of the people um polled were dissatisfied with how blacks are treated in society 48 percent compared to 26% of white women are dissatisfied with how women are treated in society. Mm. So 
only 26% of the white women are really are really disgruntled about how women are treated in society. But 48% com- compared to 48%, you know, a black woman thinks, mm. you know, women, we are treated badly in society. Yep. So it's not a woman thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's not an overall woman thing. Black women really feel the brunt of Yes, that, yes, know? yes. So... <laughs> I can, I mean, I know we live it every mm-hmm. day. You, we always question our knowledge, question our um, status. Yes. Um, and always question if we're good enough. Yep. You know? Yep. And that's unfortunate because we have, as a, as a Black woman in society, have contributed a lot, you know, re, you know, of course, in the last decade or so, to society but it still seems to be this stigma Mm -hmm. that is still a black cloud over Mm -hmm. us that we still continue to bear even though we're the highest number of educated the highest number of Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs at this point Mm -hmm. in the game and yet still and I think that now that I think about the numbers behind entrepreneurship Mm-hmm. I wonder if that is the reason why there's such a high number because you've had to battle so much in corporate America or on the workforce that you decided to open up yeah. your own doors and be your own boss. Yeah. And I guarantee right. there's a there's definitely there's got to yeah. be a correlation, correlation between the two. Yeah. Has to be. And it's probably because we hit a you hit a glass ceiling. Yep. We can't go and be the VP. We can't go and be the director. Yep. But we know that our Caucasian counterpart, she'll probably get it before we yes. do. You know? Yes. Or a, a, another culture counterpart, if a woman, will be looked upon. And we are very mostly overlooked yes. in those arenas to do any type of leadership yep. role. Yep. Yep. So, so unfortunately, this is a reality for us. Yes. I know I live it <laughs> daily. Yes. Um, I know I've, most of all the women, black women in my life and almost that I know live it. Absolutely. And they feel this way and feel as though, yes, because I know I know my kids will say, oh, mommy, you have to put your white voice on when you get on the phone. <laughs> You sound totally right, right. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my goodness. And they said this when they were young. So your children see it. They have our children grow up seeing it because they said you in the house saying one thing to them, Mm -hmm. talking a certain way, and then when you get on that phone, yeah, yeah. it's a totally different (laughs) tone that you exactly when you speaking to someone you know, professionally or when you're going into the office or even when you see them at, when they see you at their school. Exactly, exactly. And the arena that you're at in their school, they see you acting totally different than where you act at home. Yes, yep, yep. And, you know, I would like to think this just started, but this doesn't, this code shift and didn't just start because I can recall seeing my mother, like you said, I remember seeing my mother being the first black woman to do in her company and her, you mm-hmm. know, how she was at work. And then when she was with her friends at home, I, I saw that too. So that was what, 47, 40 years ago. So, well, they've said even in slavery, right. a woman 
had to act a certain way in the big house. Yes. In front of masses. Mm-hmm. They could not look in the face. Nope. They had to look down. Yep. They had to speak a certain way. But when they went back on home to their family, they were a different person yep. and acted differently. As well as during Jim Crow time. Yep. You were not to be, you had to sit in the back of the bus, look at Rolls Parks, look, put your head down, mm-hmm. not say anything, not make any noise. Yep. Did not speak up, yep. but when you went home, you were the dominant one and had a lot to say right. and a lot to control at home. Right. So this is something that we've been shape-shifting for a long time. Yes. Yes. It just wasn't an overnight thing. It's just finally, it's, pro- it's got a name to it. To it. Yes. <laughs> that it probably didn't have before. Yes. It was just, you're right. acting different. You act different when you're at work than when you're at home, but now exactly. we've actually got a exactly. name associated with that with that behavior so yeah it's and it's not even just at work we act different with our spouses yeah because now women have to take on the role of okay how do I treat my spouse because we know especially if it's a black male he's out there fighting society yes so we come and kind of submit I know we hate that word mm-hmm. but let them at least feel as though they can run the home and be the head of their household because out in society, they don't feel as though they're the head of anything. Right. Right. So that's another shift yes. that we have to take. Yes. And role we have to take on. Yes. And that has, I believe that dynamic has changed the relationships that are currently going on right now. Because if you're mm-hmm. a woman and you're not just like a man, if you're not being valued at work or you're not being respected at work, when you get home and if you're the mm-hmm. breadwinner, mm-hmm. you may feel like you need to have that stance at home as well in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You may feel like, I, well, I'm the breadwinner, so I, you know, I basically run this house. There might be a power right. struggle there because, you know, mm-hmm. even though you may not be able to speak up and do it at work when you get home. Mm-hmm. You know you mm-hmm. running a show because I'm the one that's making the most money. So those dynamics can also mm-hmm. come back into your household and really reap havoc. Because I, I I would say that that's probably happening a lot in relationships that people are mm-hmm. having that that power struggle, and it could mm-hmm. be the things that they face on the job, and then when they get home, right. you know they're facing it again. So it's like a, exactly. they never get peace. They never get a break or they never compromise to say, okay, listen, we, one of us, we're going to have to balance this thing out. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I agree. And so, you know, that whole submitting thing, I know that people don't, women don't like that word. A lot of, some men maybe don't like that word either, but it, you got to give some balance in your household. You can one person can have the power and then you know you know it's got to be a partnership it's got to be some balance so so that we know that we're dealing with this I looked up some information that said okay so how do we navigate the intersectionality of our of of our lives Mm. what are some things that we can make that can make uh, the need for shifting tolerable so I'm going to just bring up a few of them and maybe we could discuss them. Okay. Getting as much education as possible. Yes. Being a lifelong learner, you yes. know, yes. always, you know, getting to where you go to the next level and, and kind of gearing ourselves up education wise. Yes. Um, another thing, have the courage to be your, to, to be your, your true and genuine self in all its complexity as much as possible. 
as much as you possibly can. Be as true to yourself as you possibly can. Always have a place, and you brought, you touched the point on this as well, Angelique. Always mm-hmm. have a place of refuge. Yes. You know, <laughs> if you have to cold switch to survive, then do it. But always have a place to go when you can switch back. Yep. You know, when you can be your true, authentic self. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Don't box yourself in. Stay open to opportunities that we as women you know, have not considered much for ourselves, you know, like attending training, you know, yes. kind of self-help. Yes. Um, and, and, and like you said, if it t- means taking, going to a counselor, if mm-hmm. it means getting self, some self-help, do those, create your own private space for yourself yes. and continue to, you know, you know, don't keep yourself boxed in, never dim your light. Absolutely. Even if you receive unspoken requests to do so, you know, don't dim who you are. Absolutely. Don't refrain from speaking up. Don't have a fear of being typecast as the angry black woman. If you know that you're equipped with being and knowing and you are that positive being and that light that you know within yourself, you know, mm-hmm. you know how to be rational. You know how to make yourself heard in the, in the right type of way. Right. Don't don't let someone dim that, you know, for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those are just some of the items that I researched and found that help us, you know, like you said, how does it take a toll on it? It does t- it does take a toll on us. Yeah. Because they said that black women has a high rate of suicide. Yep. High rate of depression. Yes. You know? Yes. So those things are now coming out and coming to fruition. You know, now that it's more acceptable to talk about these things mm-hmm. and bring these things up, they're actually doing more statistics because, you know, we are one of the most un, um, like there's not a lot of statistics on mental health and things of that sort for black women. Mm-hmm. And I, I... even even our health and there there's not much documentation about us, period. Yes. Because we are so underrepresented in almost every area. Yes. Yes. So and yes. now <laughs> that they're seeing that, it's like, okay, we've got to take it, take up arms for ourselves and fight for our own being of the beautiful women that we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and and asking for that help. I mean, there you would be we would be surprised if we asked someone, hey, do you know a therapist? You would be surprised at the long list of people that would come out of the world yeah. work saying that they have a therapist. And not only do they have a therapist, but they have someone who is culturally a therapist. They have yeah. someone that, you know, black women black men they have someone that you can culturally go to because i know that that's been a stigma uh, stigma is that you know you want to talk about these things but with someone who is not culturally available to understand would they understand that if they're not a part of the culture that we are would they understand that and you know and that's that's our health in general too i think that you know a lot of us are very scared to go to doctors which I could understand because of history 
You know, you right. go to the doctor for one thing and then next thing you know, your cells are being duplicated to be used for something else or you're being right. treated for something that totally has nothing to do with what you came in for. Or so it's a legit... Like we're devalued, you know. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So there is legit legitimacy in that fear. But um, when it comes to mental health, we definitely have to uh, admit and, and, and seek and research because you're right it's not a lot of information available out there so you have mm-hmm. to be able to be open and, and ask freely hey do you know someone and ask around because I remember and that we yeah we aren't always as strong as we 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 are portrayed to be yes you know we yes. and we don't have to be that's why I think our sisterhood is so strong among the black community among black women Yes. I think that's why we have girlfriends, we have friends, we are so close to each other as black women because the, we have been each other's therapists. That's right. We have been each other's outlet. We have been each we are we can let our hair down per se with each other, you know. So that is why I think that bond between sisters. Uh-huh. And that's why I think it's been so strong over the years and as a community you always see the black women that always have a friend, a BFF, a girlfriend, a sister girl, somebody that they're with because that's who you can be yourself with. Mm-hmm. That's your refuge. Even when you can't be it at home or with your husband or with you, you can always be who you are with your girl. Yep. So, you know, those, you know, we know a lot of you out there will relate to this and understand this. And we're not negating the other cultures and the other women of different cultures because we probably could talk right. to Indian women and there's yes. something that they deal with in their yes. community. We yes. could talk to Asian women and we could talk to, you know, Arabic women. But we are just, because this is our race and this is what we know that we as a race deal with every day, that's yes. why we decided to bring this up as a subject and as a topic because that's being studied and shifting has kind of become a name now of what we do every day in society absolutely 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 so hopefully those those tidbits that you just gave out anita hopefully you know they definitely will help yes um i was probably doing a couple of those things and didn't even realize that those were tips (laughs) that i can give someone else so that's good to know (laughs) yeah but Yeah. yeah For sure, for sure. Well, I definitely have done probably a, a big bulk of that list. I probably have done. And it just starts with self care and self loving, and loving your and you know knowing your worth. You know, know we your always worth. go back to that. Yes. But, you know, we know that when we walk out that door, most times you're having to be someone else, do something else, and we do it so. It's so common to us. One woman described this described it as it's like blinking our eyes we don't even realize it we so quickly shift into it that we don't need that's why shifting we don't even realize we're doing it right 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 yep yep so so ladies hang on hang on hang on what you need to do for you we are out here we can relate we understand you know it's not just you know it's not just our 
age group. We know the young girls. I've watched my daughters. I know they mm-hmm. have to do it. They're yep. in their 20. Yes. And I've seen them have to do it. I know when they were in school, they yep. had to do it. They act a certain way. You'd see them play with their friends. You see them act a certain way with one group of friends and another way with a different group of friends. So it's nothing new. We know that we all have to play this role or put on a different persona according to our audience. But there is a way when it starts to weigh on us and starts to make us feel like, why do I have to be fake? Why can't I be myself? Mm-hmm. That we can, you know, do something that will help us get through a lot of it. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And remember, a lot of when you walk into a room and having to code shift and do this thing has nothing to do with your knowledge. It has nothing no. to do with the beautiful person no. that you are. It no. has everything to do with that other person or that other right. entity <laughs> in yeah. their thing. It has nothing to do with you. So remember that because you can do a lot of self negative talk and talk yourself into thinking you're not that smart. You're not that pretty. You're not, your hair isn't the right hair. Do do not do that. Always remember, like you said, remember your self-worth. You are smart. You are beautiful. I, I'm sounding like the help now, Lord. Yeah, yeah. I you just are, you are kind, you right? Are. I just channel Viola Davis, Jesus. I just I just channel Viola, and yeah. wasn't intentional, but it's. I mean, it's true. It's true. It's it true. is true. And it's just true. like this virus, this I'm not virus. This um video that went viral about that little girl who looked oh. at and said and said, "I'm ugly." The little black little girl. Brought and to that tears. woman had to spring speak into her life. No, yes. you're not. You're this, you're this. That's what we got to continue to do for one that's, another. That's every right. Every day. And as black women, not tear each other down, not talk about each other. I'm sure there are some of us that just, you know, as a person, period, no matter what color they are, they're just not a nice person. Right. But for the most part, try to lift each other up. Try to be there for each other because the majority of us out here are those type of women. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. So, yes, I think that this was helpful. I yes. Think this is something that was great to bring up. And when you yes. brought up the book, um, if you guys want to go out there and look up the book, um, it's called Shift Shifting. Mm-hmm. And it is, I mean, you know, we might be helping this, this author, but it was a group of women that did this study and this sort of thing. So um, I thought it was interesting. Um, and it's nice to see this type of, uh, these type of things come to light and that there are some statistics and some data out there regarding our community as yes. women, as yes. Black women. Yes, so. yes. All right. All right. Well, another great segment. Another great segment. Another great conversation. Yes. Appreciate you guys. Yes. You can find us on social media, um, and you can find us. Um, you know, email us at two ways that can be bees at gmail dot com and give us your feedback. We're on Instagram at two ways two bees. Correct. That's correct. And what is our Twitter handle again? Two. Wait, wait. I'm on Twitter. Two ways that can't be bees. One, I believe. Yes. And we'll have that in our details as well. Exactly. And please share with us. Please share everything that you know our podcast and 
follow us, ask people to follow us. We're trying to, again, get our numbers up. I know we've been a little sluggish the first of the year, but we are going to have some new content coming and informational. We're trying to make things more informational, things that'll help us as um, middle-aged people, period, men, women of all ages, but we are definitely trying to enlighten and, yes. and bring that bring um, more item more better you know informative content to you all so quality 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 versus quantity exactly <laughs> so that being said yep we thank you guys we thank you and we hope to hear from you and talk with you soon that's right i'm out peace peace <laughs> Sometimes they don't tell the truth